Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod here, and I am alone this morning. Chris Baker isn't here with me. Uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't join, but don't worry. You still have me. We still have news to cover. We have not, you know, we're not going to let you go without your morning injection of news. Uh, but before we get into anything else, let's start off, as we always do, by going over today's weather. In Los Angeles, California, it will be a little rainy today, some scattered showers with a high of 67 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it will be clear skies with a high of 79 degrees. In Chicago, Illinois, it will be clear also with a high of 70 degrees. And in New York City, it will be partly cloudy with a high of 64 degrees. So, across the board, except for Los Angeles, which is getting a little rain today, looking pretty good um as far as weather's concerned now as far as an intro goes i really don't have much to say um to be honest it's been very quiet since friday um you know honestly my main focus this weekend has been a lot of uh doing homework and and just getting ready for the week and you know, it's been nice. I've gotten some opportunities to uh, watch a couple of my shows that I like to watch, uh, some Supernatural, some Law and Order, all of those things. It's been great. It's been relaxing, although we are definitely getting into the cold, uh, you know, starting to, starting to get down there in temperature, as you might be able to see with, with those, uh, you know, with that weather report I just gave, you know, in New York City, you know, it was projected to be 64 degrees for today but I'm a little further upstate and I can tell you it's definitely not going to get that warm here (laughs) our high where I am is supposed to be in the 50s and it feels like it just dropped right out of the sky because a few days ago on Friday even or maybe even Saturday the highs were still in the 70s like the highs were still pretty high um but today we started the wood stove for the first time at my dad's house anyway and that was just an absolute sign to me that that winter's on its way you know we're in fall we're officially just falls in full (laughs) fall is in full swing and you know the wood stoves are starting to turn on and and the smoke is starting to come from the chimneys and that is just my main cue that the cold weather is officially upon us. But, you you know, as much as I say I don't like winter, you guys, if you've listened for a little while now, you would know we had an episode a couple of weeks ago about how winter is kind of like my least favorite season. Just because I don't really get the best, you know, energy from, from winter. You know, I'm usually very low energy, very, I don't know how to put it really. I'm not very motivated during the winter, I guess is how I'd say it. But on the other hand, there are some great things about winter, like the food. This is a conversation I have with some friends, uh, especially ones who are in different parts of the country, because I like to get their thoughts on it. And I feel like it differs everywhere. But I know where I am, there are foods that you can cook in each season that don't work in other seasons like there are foods that work really well in summer that just don't really have the same effect in the winter 
And there are foods that you cook in the winter that you just don't cook in summer because it's just wrong, you know? And I'd say like homemade mac and cheese is often one of those ones that you just don't make in summer. Um, that's one of those ones that we save as like a comfort food in the winter when it's cold and you need something heavy and warm to just, you know, cheer you up and, and make your day a lot happier. And, you know, I think there are a few different examples like that. You know, mac and cheese is huge. Chili, uh, is one of those ones that can go either way. Like you can have a good chili in the summer, but I feel again, it's one of those things that's the best in winter because it's one of those things that especially if you like spicy chili it warms you up you know you get the spice you get the warmth it's very enjoyable it's very nice um and other things like uh, beef stroganoff i feel is a great one for winter uh, today we just had baked potatoes and chicken noodle soup homemade chicken noodle soup so that was amazing and these are just like the types of things that I absolutely love um, when it comes to food and getting into the cold parts of the year. And one thing I am very excited to to uh, make this winter is homemade hot chocolate. You know, homemade hot chocolate is the best. You can get the stuff, you know, you can get the mix in a can or the, the packages that they sell. And you can do it that way. And it's good that way. You know, it's not bad. However... Making it yourself using milk and, you know, some cocoa powder and some chocolate chips. You cook that and mix it over, you know, low heat on the stove. Oh my god, it's the best thing. I really enjoy it. It's super rich, especially if you use dark chocolate. And I can't wait to make it this winter. I've been waiting for the winter to come just so I can make it because I have missed it so much. But again, it's just one of those things that you don't make in any other season except for like late fall or in the winter. Um, but, you know, that's kind of my thoughts here as <laughs> for the morning as things are definitely getting colder. Um, you know, my favorite parts of winter, as you can tell, one of my favorite parts of it is the food. But I've harped on plenty long enough um so let's jump right into the news here and we start off as we always do on monday morning with a covid19 update so the seven day average for new cases in the united states right now is 84,555 per day this is about a 12 percent decrease from last week's seven day average the seven day average of hospitalizations is 6,659 which is about a nine percent decrease from last week and the seven day average for deaths is about 1,241 uh, that is a 13.4% decrease from last week. Now, about 218 million or 65.6% of the U.S. population have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. And about 188.3 million people have been fully vaccinated. That is about 56.7% of the U.S. population. Now, sticking in the realm of vaccinations, 
we have some news about booster shots for, well, we'll start out with Moderna. If you got the Moderna vaccine, you may now be eligible for a booster. That is according to the FDA's independent advisory panel. Uh, The group of doctors unanimously voted on Thursday. The vote was that you should receive the booster six months after your final Moderna vaccine dose if you're over the age of 65 or if you're between the ages of 18 and 64 and you're at high risk of severe COVID or if you're between the ages of 18 and 64 and work in an industry of high exposure to COVID-19. The booster dose of Moderna is half the dose of the initial two shots. These recommendations are actually really similar to the ones in the Pfizer booster shot uh, that was reviewed by this same panel just last month. Like always, the committee recommendations will go to the FDA for the approval or the denial of the recommendations made by that advisory panel. After that, It will go to the CDC for approval or denial. And we also have news about the Johnson & Johnson booster. The very next day after the Moderna panel talks, the same advisory panel looked at the possibility for boosters for the single-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And for the 15 million people who got the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine, you may be getting a booster soon. The FDA's independent advisory panel all agreed Friday to recommend a booster dose under emergency use authorization for this single-shot vaccine. This booster can be given at least two months after the first shot, and unlike the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine boosters, the panel recommended the Johnson & Johnson booster for everyone over the age of 18 who have already received the first Johnson & Johnson vaccine dose. Just like I told you for the Moderna vaccine, it now goes to the FDA for approval or denial. Then it'll go to the CDC for, again, approval or denial. The panel also discussed Friday whether booster shots should be mixed and matched, but they did not vote on it at that time. Now moving over to some Supreme Court news, there's some information and an update from President Biden's independent commission looking into uh, should justices have term limits, should we add more justices, and is the shadow docket okay? 180 days are up and they really haven't said, but there's some news out on what's going on. The commission talked about it on Friday publicly. If you remember, back in April, President Biden signed an executive order establishing a commission of Supreme Court experts, scholars, and retired members of the federal judiciary to explore several topics surrounding the Supreme Court. The 36-member commission held a public meeting Friday, and ahead of that meeting, it did release some draft documents of their research and work so far. The draft documents include hundreds of pages on topics like the genesis of the reform debate, membership and size of the Supreme Court, term limits, the court's role in the judicial system, case selection review, and docket rules and practices. 
The goal of the commission is not to give the president any specific recommendations about the Supreme Court, but instead give him an evaluation of the merits and legalities surrounding all of the reform proposals. Because these documents are only drafts, the commission made it very clear several times. If you read them, don't jump to any conclusions. All these topics still need to be discussed and reviewed by the entire panel before a final conclusion is made. The commission will hold a final meeting on November 10th and will issue a final report with its conclusions to the president on November 14th. You can read the draft documents. Uh, that link will be in the show notes. If you want to know who is on the commission, Chris and I actually wrote about all 36 members on Medium. That link is in the show notes also. Now we look at the child tax credit. As we told you in Friday's Rapid News, 36 million of you received your child tax credit payment. The large amount of you received it through direct deposit, but if you're getting a paper check, the IRS says you need to give it some time. There are a few important notes that we want to make here. If October was the first payment you received, the IRS says the payments for July, August, and September will still be sent to you, but those payments will be spread out over the remaining three months rather than six months. So each payment will be a little bit bigger. And for those of you impacted by the mix-up in September, especially if you're one of the parents that received more money than you were supposed to, the IRS says the September glitch only impacted those who are filed married and only one of you made a bank account or an address change in the child tax credit portal. This resulted in some people receiving more money. The IRS says that the typical overpayment was $31.25 per child between the ages of 6 and 17, and $37.50 for children under the age of 5. In an effort to fix all of this, the IRS is going to reduce your payments for October, November, and December you will probably see a $10 reduction per child in each payment. You will also be getting a letter from the IRS if you are one of those people. The IRS says they did fix the glitch that was in the system and that they claim only impacted 2% of those receiving the payment. If you have any questions about the child tax credit, check the show notes for the special report we did on it back in July. Now we have some news about former President Bill Clinton. Uh, the former president was hospitalized early last week. He was discharged from the hospital on Sunday. He was admitted to University of California Irvine Medical Center in Orange County, California. Clinton spent several days in the ICU for a urinary tract infection. While in the hospital, you could see Hillary and his daughter coming and going. On Saturday, he received calls from the vice president and the president of the United States, as well as former presidents. Now getting into rapid news, a deal has been made to avert a strike of film and television crews that would have frozen production in Hollywood and across the United States. 
And a U.S. Capitol Police officer was arrested for helping in the January 6th attack. And now it is time for good news. And the story I have this morning is just... Uh, I, I don't have words for this. So, essentially, there's a 16-year-old girl in Minnesota who is making wheelchairs and locomotion systems for different animals. You heard me right wheelchairs for dogs and cats and other animals even um that are low cost and much lower than you typically see on some other markets so again this girl is 16 years old and it all started out just because she has a major love for uh for pets of all kinds um and she prides herself on you know helping animals in any way she can including those that might be you know on their way to being put down so she decided that she wanted to help in an even greater way so she created these wheelchairs now she's created wheelchairs of all different types depending on what the pet needs she's created ones with front support back support and all different other models um like i said she's created wheelchairs for dogs cats she created a locomotion system for a hedgehog and she's even working on creating a system for a duck <laughs> she is doing all these different things and she only charges for the cost of her materials she wants people to be able to um be able to buy these different uh products you know, without having to break the bank, without having to spend thousands of dollars or, you know, close to a $1,000. Um, normally, you'll, her prices uh, range around $300, you know, especially for the ones for the bigger dogs. Um, and she's made ones for Chihuahuas all the way up to Great Danes. And, you know, she just continues to do this and she's continuing to build this uh, again trying to come up with a system for a duck and i'm sure it'll continue even further than that but i i can't tell you guys how much i love this story um if you've been listening to this show for any kind of length of time at this point you will know that i absolutely adore animals of pretty much any variety <laughs> and to see someone especially so young going to these lengths to help animals in this way is absolutely just mind-blowing and absolutely wonderful to see um to be able to and i i forgot to mention this before during the initial explanation is that the way she came up with these designs was just through watching some youtube tutorials and then she did a little experimenting of her own and came up with these designs herself so she's really just become this uh this creator for for these different uh wheelchairs and different movement systems for these animals and the creativeness to come up with them for different animals like the hedgehog and hopefully soon the duck and you know whatever else she decides to come up with she is absolutely you know going above and beyond here again from a young age only 16 years old and it's just 
awesome to see as an animal lover, as, you know, someone who just adores this kind of thing. I know this put a smile on my face. Honestly, it made me a little emotional. That's just absolutely wonderful. But that is the end of this morning's episode. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday for another Dumb Law episode and again on Friday with a wrap-up of the week's news. But in the meantime, head over to our Twitter at BBPNewsOfficial where we have all the breaking news, all the latest headlines, so that you are in the know. Make sure to follow us on our personal accounts as well where we talk about anything and everything that's on our minds. It's a good old time random conversations, random thoughts, don't miss out on that. Also, make sure to check out our articles on Medium, where we cover all different topics that we don't talk about here on the podcast. Make sure not to miss out on those. It's a great, you know, extra way to get some news into your day. Links to all of those things will be in the show notes. But that's it for me, you guys. Have a great Monday. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 